हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा आई वेलकम ऑल हरे कृष्णा आई प्लीज एक्सेप्ट माय हम्बल ओबिसेंस टू सॉल्व द डिवोटीज ऑन द कॉल आई वेलकम यू ऑल टू योर डे चैट हरि नाम कॉन्फ्रेंस कॉल टुडे वी आर वेरी फॉर्चुनेट टू हैव हिज ग्रेस राम गिरिदारी दास प्रभु फ्रॉम इंडिया टू एनलाइटन आज ऑन वर्स नंबर्स 5 एंड 6 फ्रॉम चैप्टर 12 ऑफ कैंटो 5 Uh, Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Uh, whenever you are ready, Prabhuji, please uh, take over the call. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much, and uh, as always, uh, it's a pleasure to uh, be in the assembly of devotees. And um, I'm very happy that I'm getting to regularly have your sangha. So we will start with an invocation. ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टाभद्रेशु भगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी सो वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम फिफ्थ कैंडो चैप्टर ट्वेल्व द चैप्टर टाइटल कॉन्वर्सेशन बिटवीन महाराजा राहुगुणा एंड जैडा भरता सो वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम वर्स नंबर फाइव एंड सिक्स ऑफ दिस चैप्टर रीड द श्लोका ट्रांसलेशन परपोर्ट एंड देन We will turn this context. Shri Brahmana Huacha, I am Janona Machalam Prithivyam, Yah Parthi Vah Parthi Vah Kashya Heto, Tasyapi Changryo Radhikulpa Jangha, Januru Madhyo Rashirodharam Shaha, Amsedi Dharvi Shibikaja Yashyam, Sauvira Rajeti Apadesha Asthem, फॉर्म्स and earthly transformations for some reason these move on the surface of the earth and are called palanquin carriers those material transformations which do not move or gross material objects like stones in any case the material body is made of earth and stone in the form of feet ankle calves knees thighs torso throat and head upon the shoulders is the wooden palanquin and within the palanquin is the so called king of sauvira the body of the king is simply another transformation of earth but within that body your lordship is situated and falsely thinking that you are the king of the state of sauvira purport after analyzing the material bodies of the palanquin carrier and the palanquin passenger Jada Bharata concludes that the real living force 
is the living entity the living the offshoot or offspring of lord vishnu therefore within this material world among moving and non moving things the real principle is lord vishnu due to his presence everything is working and there are actions and reactions one who understands lord vishnu as the original cause of everything is to be understood to be perfectly situated in knowledge although he was falsely proud of being a king king rahuguna was not really situated in knowledge therefore he was rebuking the palanquin carriers including the self realized brahmana jadabharata this is the first accusation jadabharata made against the king who was daring to talk to a learned brahmana from the flimsy ground of ignorance identifying everything with matter king rahuguna argued that the living entity is within the body and that when the body is fatigued the living entity within must therefore be suffering this clearly explained in the following verses that the living entity does not suffer due to the body's fatigue shrila vishnatha chakravarti takura gives an example of a child heavily decorated with ornaments although the child's body is very delicate he does not feel fatigue nor do the parents think that his ornaments should be taken away the living entity has nothing to do with the bodily pains and pleasures these are simply mental concoctions an intelligent man will find the original cause of everything material combinations and permutations may be a matter of fact in worldly dealings but actually the living force the soul has nothing to do with them those who are materially upset take care of the body and manufacture daridra narayana however it is not a fact that the soul or super soul becomes poor simply because the body is poor these are the statements of ignorant people the soul and super soul are always apart from bodily pleasure and pain om ajnana timirandasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshuran militam yena तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः नमो विष्णु पादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्टाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदांत स्वामीनिति नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चात्यादेशतारिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासदी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम राम हरे हरे ब्राह्मण उवाच अयम जनो नाम चलन पृथिव्यार्थिव पार्थिव कश्य हेतु तस्ंग्रोरिगुल्फंघा various material combinations and permutations there are various forms and earthly transformations for some reason these move on on the surface of the earth 
and are all called palanquin carriers those material transformations which do not move or gross material objects like stones in any case the material body is made of earth and stone in the form of feet ankles calves knees thighs torso throat and head upon the shoulders is the wooden palanquin and within the palanquin is the so called king of zawira the body of the king is simply another transformation of earth but within that body your lordship is situated and falsely thinking that you are the king of the state of zawira what a wonderful and important uh, series is this every um every stage of this conversation between maharaj janabharata and uh, rakuguna very very directly resonates with a sadhaka or a, a struggling jeevatma who is toiling in this material world and who doesn't know the real direction and completely ignorant and confused and for such a person directions are given if somebody have got an iota of respect and faith on the words of shrimad bhagavatam they will just simply accept these words of jada bharata to their heart and they will easily be able to cross over their ni signs as well as their own self cooked up ideologies so thanks to shila prabhupada thanks to our parampara to have given us this because what jada bharata is trying to do is he is trying to bring king rahuguna out of his ignorance because what happened was the whole of 11th chapter already jada bharata has instructed rahuguna but in spite of hearing the entire 11th chapter king rahuguna was still doubtful about his enlightenment so king rahuguna has asked jada bharata to repeat once again and clarify those ideas so that he can try to understand this is something similar to what prachini barhi who told narada muni if you all could recollect what we did in the fourth canto where prachini barhi to whom narada muni instructed narada muni was concerned because all the children of prachini barhi became devotees while prachini barhi was enjoying sense gratification and narada muni out of his own natural compassion when he tried to preach prachini barhi good thing was he confessed and accepted how his mind is spinning around 
sense gratification and pratine barhit also confessed in spite of narada muni's instruction through a story of um, king puranjana pratine barhit said that he couldn't understand what narada muni was trying to communicate fully so narada muni once again repeated the advice the instructions so in shrimad bhagavatam we see many at times or even in general krishna consciousness context where the teacher is ready to repeat ready to once again go and uh, reclarify so all of those things are very uh, enthusiastically done so the teacher is ready to respend the time to reclarify and that is our hope so i am going to you know discuss some set of reflections in this current context my first reflection is not from this shloka but pretty much from this context is that the hope for our krishna consciousness is that the senior devotees or self realized soul are so kind that they are ready to spend time for us not once not twice but repeatedly this itself is a such a big blessing can you imagine <laughs> doctor is again and again coming to your house and again and again asking you my dear my dear sir are you okay is there any treatment required did you take the medicines before you want to have a different dosage shall i give you something else is there anything like that happen in this world it doesn't happen we go to the doctor we test them we request them but in krishna consciousness context i do not know why <laughs> it is so wonderful that these devotees are so much caring and kind upon us to give their valuable time for us jada bharata could have easily said hello friend i have spoken to you enough it is up to you to figure out to remember what i said and learn but jada bharata said i will once again clarify you i will once again help you i will once again you no know, try to help change your ideologies in our krishna consciousness journey if at all there is anything hopeful if at all if at all there is anything that is you know exciting uh, there are many things that are exciting in krishna consciousness prasadam is exciting holy name kirtan is exciting darshan of the lord is exciting visiting dham is exciting i mean empowering enlightening purifying those are all there but exciting because at least to do them we get excited but if you ask me the greatest excitement 
is that a self-realized soul, a senior devotee, is loving and caring upon us and ready to give time for us for our growth in Krishna consciousness. This is the most exciting, comforting, hopeful thing in Krishna consciousness. If somebody is not able to understand this, if somebody loses this chance, then I'll tell you friends, nobody else can save. Nobody else can save us from this cycle of birth and death. If Krishna and Vaishnavas are going to give up, what is our hope? So my first reflection is, can we learn to acknowledge the fact that how blessed we are and how our Krishna consciousness is, you know, it is safe. It is so safe if at all it is in the hands of a self, self-realized soul, get derailed. I have seen in the last 33 years of being in ISKCON, Krishna Consciousness Movement, several people uh, given up Krishna Consciousness, but since life has been saved almost from the last words of their spiritual suicide and rescued. And I would count myself in this journey that several times, whenever I go off track, Krishna sends some opportunity, some self-realized soul's help to keep me stay put. Otherwise, I am not a born, you know, some sort of a saint. Neither I have no intelligence, nor I have any acumen. So if at all I am giving a Bhagavatam class, it is only on the strength that there is some spiritual authorities who are always available to help me out even though I'm, I am still a child in this journey of Krishna consciousness. So Rahuguna got that privilege from because when our intelligence is taken away by Maya, Maya Apahrita Jnana, there are four types of people who won't surrender to Krishna? Krishna says this in Bhagavad Gita. Who are the four people? Namam Dushkritino Muda Prapadyante Naradama Mayaya Apakrita Jnana Asuriam Bhava Mahasirta. So this four category of people will not surrender to Krishna. Thank God that we are not part of that four. Because we are still coming to Bhagavatam class. We are still hearing Bhagavatam class. We are still giving Bhagavatam class. We are still chanting or attending to chanting. Some, you know, attachment for Krishna consciousness. What if we go to the zone of our intelligence stolen away from Maya? Krishna says, he would not come to me. Mayaya Apahrita Jnana means ones whose intelligence is stolen by Maya. Then what is the hope for that Maya? So, just imagine the story of Indra getting to uh, become a hog, a pig. 
when brahma came back and said that your punishment period is over indra responded to say i may be indra i don't know what i was or what i am but right now as a pig i am very happy with my wife and my kids and enjoying this time so why do you even want to disturb me as a spectator suppose i give you all a piece of paper and say please write what do you think about indra now so this is the he is indra he became pig and his punishment period was one year the punishment period is over brahma is coming to welcoming him brahma is calling him hey indra your your seat is vacant please come back and indra is giving such a response this is a story line now i'll give a piece of paper to all of us and say please write your opinion about indra what will we all write hey what a what a foolish guy you should go back this is not his place so many things will write i presume so technically speaking i would say remove in that letter in that opinion letter remove the word indra and we all can very happily at least i can put my name there because whatever accusations that we will give to indra will hold good to us because we have forgotten our identity we have forgotten our constitutional position we have forgotten the constitutional responsibilities we have forgotten where are we getting help from we are completely oblivious to the spiritual needs and we are so engrossed in our self obsessed life and blaming everyone else in this world for our failures so we would definitely be equated to indra's stupidity if we do that so hence my reflection here is we have to be really thankful we are really supposed to be indebted we are supposed to be you know um, uh, highly latching on to the help coming our way from this parampara for us narada muni or you know shadugo swamis or you know sanat kumaras will come and talk we will not we are not in that category but somebody in that lineage uh, is always enabled to come and help us somebody will call you somebody will message you somebody is ready to help you clarify alleviate all our materialistic quotients so we need to show our utmost sense of indebtedness this is my first reflection in the current context because as <laughs> rahuguna uh, is re- asking for reclarification and jadabharata is clarifying so and with their clarification we are also getting enlightened so that's my first part the second part or the second reflection in this current context is what shila prabhupad writes in the purport he says that people who have subscribed to materialistic ideologies they come up with their own version of life 
their own version of defining aspects of life there's a saying in tamil i'll translate it the the saying is like this sollamale seivar periyar solli cheivar siriyar solliyum seyyar kayavar it means the person who does things without being told who does right things without being told is classified as the first class person one who does things after being told is considered as second class person one who does not do things even after being told the right things he is called thief third class person but i just just want to add two more classes the fourth class are those who not only not do what is being told they will stop others doing from correct things and the fifth class is such that they not only not do what is being told they not only stop others from doing correct things they rather cook up their own ideologies and expect everyone to follow them when shila prabhupad explains in the purport those who are materially upset take care of the body and manufacture daridra narayana so this daridra narayana story prabhupad writes however it is not a fact that the soul or the super soul becomes poor simply because the body is poor these are the statements of ignorant people so my second reflection is that as we acknowledged the first class men available to help us to repeatedly help us compassionately help us empathetically help us similarly we do have fifth class men constantly surrounding us and trying to derail us so let us be aware of them let us not mistake first class men to fifth class men fifth class men to first class men that will be the danger of our existence only so acknowledging these two men simultaneously is very important in seventh canto shrimad bhagavatam shloka number chapter number 30 shloka number 1 it is very nicely explained that anyone who somehow or other comes in contact with krishna uh-huh. 731 so whoever has uh, oh sorry 7130 i'm sorry or maybe whatever uh, so one who has really got the understanding 7130 right kama dvesha dvayat snehat 
यता भक्तेश्वरे मन आदेशयातम बहवस्तम गता Many many persons have attained liberation simply by thinking of Krishna with great attention and giving up sinful activities. This great attention may be due to lusty desires, inimical feelings, fear, affection, or devotional service. So the message here is, or the reflection, second reflection is that for us. to recognize acknowledge that we are surrounded by fifth class men because if we are not recognizing them we will not stop committing sinful activities as we just read krishna is ready to give his blessings if somebody remembers krishna kamat bayat snehat dveshat lasti fear no kamat bhayat snehat friendly dveshat hatred in any sense if somebody is giving great attention towards the supreme lord he is able to achieve the lord provided he also gives up sinful activities examples of these men are given in verse number 31 Gopi's examples are given. Sishupala's example is given. Kamsa's example is given. Even though they are not the best of, like Kamsa or Sishupala, they have never been the best of consciousness. Even to such a person, some sukriti is given. So the message here is: Let us learn to acknowledge, recognize, as Prabhupada says. in the purport that we just read an intelligent man will find the original cause of everything an intelligent man will find the original cause of everything they will not get carried away by the so called presentations and representations that we see by the fifth class men so my second reflection is we need somehow or other to give up get away from the association of fifth class men so if i can combine my reflections 1 and 2 it is both simultaneously to be done taking advantage recognizing first class men being available in our life and learning and recognizing that i am surrounded by fifth class men and i may be allured by them so is simultaneously supposed to happen because according to the seventh canto verse that we just read krishna's attend i know giving great attention towards krishna in some capacity is okay but what is expected of such a person is giving up sinful activities so so long as we are not giving up sinful activities so we will definitely be limping and eventually we will fall down that is why when shri prabhupad started this krishna consciousness movement shri prabhupad first introduced chanting of hare krishna mahamantra then he introduced four regulatory principles then he introduced reading of 
the religious, the spiritual scriptures. Then he introduced devotional service. So Prabhupada made sure by these four he protected all of us from becoming victim of Kali and Maya. Anyone who takes these four things seriously, they are very well protected. They are protected from mental concoction, they are protected from fifth class men, and they are not only just protected, they become role models for all the other suffering ones. So my second reflection hence is to highlight this particular point that let's be an intelligent person and find the original cause of everything. Both who create the damage as well as both who rescue us. The original cause of causes is Supreme the Lord, Supreme Lord and it is Him along with His representatives always rescue us. And the original cause of us leaving away from Krishna is because we are associating with the third class, fourth class, fifth class men and giving them importance. Now the third reflection. Third reflection is about the context that Jada Bharata is trying to bring in here. He is trying to enlighten, he is trying to bring in a very important point to King Rahuguna saying that please understand the ownership who owns what whose original identity is what and where are the real um, uh, life air or life is resting on so basically he is trying to open the eyes of an ignorant person because as of now, we are we are accepting illusion as reality and reality as illusion because of us hearing from a relative source and not hearing from an absolute source. So the third reflection here is about that the king was I mean. King Rahuguna uh, argued or was trying to you know, think originally when uh, Jada Bharata was limping and when he was dancing around, if you recollect our chapter 10 of this particular canto. So he thought that uh, the king was somebody superior and uh, Jada Bharata was some sort of a filthy guy. And he started to assume his current identity has its real as its real identity. So, even though Jadabharata explained several points in the earlier chapter, because of the request of Rahuguna, he is repeating them. So, we also will repeat the reflection wherein Jadabharata is making an accusation that what you are thinking as reality is actually an illusion and he is explaining how they are illusion. He is saying that the material transformations uh, they are all just gross sense objects. They are all just a permutation and combination of them makes it look somewhat attractive and some, somewhat meaningful but actually they are all gross materialistic things. Those 
materialistic things have nothing to do with life has nothing to do with feelings have nothing to do with our further progress in uh, the journey so we need to learn to recognize classify this is material matter this is spiritual spirit and the source of all these things is from the higher dimensional source and once we deny them what we are left with is only illusion so this classification needs to be brought in and which jada bharata has begun going forward there are several more verses in which jada bharata is going to dissect this part of classifying what is maya what is krishna what is permanent what is temporary what is the effect of associating with each of them so he has begun in this particular shloka saying that apparently this permutation and combination uh, as we always read in science uh, energy can neither be created nor be destroyed but can only be uh, mangling or can be transformed so what we are currently seeing here what we are trying to you know experience here is about that this whole science of what this material world is made of uh, all this permutation and combination all this wonderful drama all these wonderful elements of this material world if they are not understood in the right perspective uh, they may be the cause of our bondage because this is the same lesson narada muni taught to prachini barhi this is the same lesson lord shiva taught to prachetas this is the same lesson several people have been repeatedly teaching this in this context also it is once again being taught the whole example that krishna is giving about kshetra kshetragnya we spoke in the last class uh, who is the real carrier uh, soul versus super soul and their relationship and their identity so to put into a context the third reflection is about let's learn to classify in food chain industry or even in any supply chain it is very important to label things appropriately if it is not properly labeled we will miss identify them and all that remains is only chaos so can we at least learn to classify and label them so that by our common sense we will be able to choose what we are supposed to choose so king rahukuna was missing that common sense like all of us so jada bharata is saying that such a common sense saying that this is matter these are all just combinations of matter just don't get obsessed just don't get carried away just don't try to flaunt this immaterial sorry temporary material things which are immaterial to spirituality because the real self which is the soul the real self which is supported by the super soul they are unaffected by any of these things by their constitutional arrangement if you forget them then and you start accepting these as reality then you are going to have a problem so my third reflection is as a practicing devotee let us learn to classify identify represent making sure what is what like the way you know you all separate the trash 
this is dry, this is wet, this is recyclable, this is bottled, this is decomposable. We classify them. Why we classify them? So that they can be segregated and processed accordingly. Similarly, the worldly things, the worldly matters, the worldly understandings are supposed to be also classified. Unfortunately, even after coming to Krishna consciousness, we fail to classify. So we accepted, we accept some wonderful, you know, mercy that Krishna would have sent your way as, you know, something else. So sometimes wonderful allurement coming your way as mercy. Like for example, if Kali is trying to allure you with some name, fame, power, prosperity, we try to forget Krishna. When Krishna is trying to give you a challenge so that you can forget about materialistic things, we blame Krishna saying that you are cruel. And such misidentification can cause a very big havoc. So my third reflection in this current context is, can we learn to classify? What is a classification? This is matter. This is spirit. This is divine. This is material or this is, you know, uh, that which is temporary. And what is the correlation between all of them? And where do I fit in? This is itself a science, but the first step of the science is classification. We may not even know the relationship yet. We may not even realize the relationship yet. But as devotees, in our own houses, in our own frame of mind, can we classify them? The advantage is, the moment you classify them, when I say classify, I am not trying to, you know, tell in a very wrong materialistic sense, we are supposed to compare between people, you know, try to judge people. At least, with respect to sense objects, material objects, with respect to things around, with respect to the priorities of activities around, unless you classify, how will you prioritize? Unless you classify, how will we organize? Unless we classify, how will we even correlate? So as a practical step, it is imperative that let us learn to classify and show some sign of discretion. What is to be given, what importance. And this is eventually going to be taught by Jadabharata down the line. But this is the prelude. And the prelude is, Hey, my dear king, you thought you are the king of Sauvira. You thought this palanquin is permanent. You thought this body is yours. You thought you are the authority over everything else. But all these, all these things are dreams. All these things are just a bubble. By the time you realize it is bubble, because very soon the bubble is going to burst. By the time the bubble is going to burst, you would start, you know, really repenting because all the while you thought this bubble is real. And that disappointment is going to hurt you big time. So now I want to rescue you. Come to the real world. Come out of the imagination. Come out of the slumber. Jeev jago, jeev jago, gaura chhanda bole, kota nidra, jao maya, isha chira kole. Thakur is singing that. Wake up sleeping souls, wake up sleeping souls. You have been sleeping on the lap of which Maya since time immemorial. Enechi Aushadi Maya Nashi Bara Lagi. I have a medicine for you for this disease of being affected by Maya. What is that medicine? Hari Nama Mahamantra Lao Tuni Madi. And this 
this is a very profound and self-realized soul and after singing this song another song can be remembered which is again by bhakti ranga tagur where the song is tabe habe bolo se dinamar aparada guchi sudanam eruchi kripa bole kabe hridaye sanchar trinadikahina ஜனிங்ஸ்ட் for chanting the holy name in purity i have always requested devotees to by heart this songs because this song has got nine stanzas all the you know uh, uh, paragraph of this song have got set of questions for us when will the day be mine when will the day be mine when will the day be mine bakshura tagur is giving a list of things if you recognize those list of things half of the endeavor in krishna consciousness is worked out so i would like to stop the third reflection by saying that it is imperative for us to learn to classify and label them and accordingly we will be able to handle it now the last reflection for today's discussion is about the point that shla prabhupada mentions regarding the effect of body upon the effect of the soul prabhupada ji more than once in several places have explained how the soul is unaffected by any of the external things once a person identifies himself with the soul he is also unaffected by any of the external things so the message here is why is it that a self realized soul is not affected we have to classify as we have classified one of the earlier sessions in the last two three sessions before there are different types of body annamaya manomaya jnanamaya vigyanamaya so in that sequence from the body till the last one called anandamaya so there are several gradations of progression a person when he is in the consciousness when he is realizing about his constitutional position as a soul and understands as krishna explains natvevaham jatunasam natvam neme janadipa na chaiva na bhavishyama sarve vayam ataparam krishna explains in bhagavad gita to arjuna that the soul can neither be cut into pieces nor pierced nor uh, you know harmed nor burnt nor uh, you know uh, it cannot be no nobody can bother the soul so the problem is why do we even still get bothered because our attachment is on the mind level intelligent level body level sensual level if the understanding and attachment is on the level of soul similar the way the soul is unaffected 
that person will also be unaffected that is why a person who is self realized uh, he is you know un- unaffected for him neither happiness nor distress neither big nor small neither great nor something simple nothing bothers him because he is beyond dwandva moha we always say jokingly krishna das bindhas maya das udas it means those who are servants of krishna the bindhas because they understand nothing can actually touch that person harm that person uh, i mean if i can give a crude example of this is if you are in a zoo if you are on the other side of the fence and the animals the ferocious animals are in the cage or inside that of the zoo you can be very sure i mean with all you know conditions apply that you are safe you are on the safe side them being there they are ferocious they are violent when the gate is opened up they may come and hound you but what is safest here is that fence is put and there is an authority who is looking after that and just by having a very strong conviction that some authorities are looking after that those who are having that clear cut understanding will not fear still if somebody fears then they have put their identification on something else so my fourth and last reflection is what proper explains the example given by viswanath chakravarti tatura just because ornaments are worn costly dresses you know worn the child or the person who is wearing them does not feeling a burden rather he is feeling so sometimes happy being dressed up well so the living entity has nothing to do with bodily pains and pleasure but we are feeling the pain because of our identification so the reflection here is that when we try to elevate move our focal point from a self obsessed self centeredness to the state of non self obsessed out of focus of ourselves and in that place where we usually focused we keep the supreme lord we keep the mission keep the principle keep the uh, righteousness then we have a better of life otherwise the self self obsessed selfie lifestyle that the millennials are leading there's so much self obsessed that what they are left with is only pain it may be apparently a happy juicy moment when you are you know self obsessed looking up taking pictures of you you know thinking about you portraying you flaunting you profiling you for some time but how long nobody is going to look up to you nobody is going to look you know for you for a long time uh, you know time is a factor by which you become fatigue you become pain but what remains young and energetic is our soul and one who really sees the soul one who really 
sees the potential of the soul the consciousness of the soul the you know the association of the soul then naturally he develops respect so my humble uh, submission or the fourth reflection here is that can we help each other in the process of satya recognition so for us to even understand and acknowledge this fact that we are spirit soul like matter for us we are theoretically convinced but the biggest challenge for us is is our practical and day to day application so my fourth reflection is that whilst we theoretically know i am not this body spirit soul whilst i theoretically know that no pain and pleasure will be you know affecting my soul can we help each other to rise up to soul consciousness and what it means to be rising up to soul consciousness jeevera swarupa hoy krishnaya nityadas which means we try to help one another to be situated in our devotional service which means can we ensure our sangha our bonding our relationship is to facilitate help each other in performing unadulterated unmotivated uninterrupted service to the supreme lord if we can help each other because what is stopping us is that that cataract or that covering which uh, either not represent the reality correctly or actually blinds us so to remove that covering to remove that cataract we need to be situated in our constitutional position which is i am the servant of the supreme lord and i want to serve the lord so it is extremely important that we need to do that if we do not serve the supreme lord if we do not uh, you know look up to the supreme lord if we do not look up to uh, our constitutional nature then we will continue to remain cataract we continue to remain blind and in the process of being blind we will dig our own graveyard by identifying ourselves with this body identifying ourselves with this you know all the possessions around eventually they are all going to vanish and give us only pain so eventually jada bharata is going to speak about this in much more detail but at least as a fourth reflection i would like to state saying that can we as practicing devotees help each other in identifying recognizing helping to perform our services without any material recognition without any material quotient associated with that if we find them let's carefully respectfully help that person to get out of it so i need your help and i'm available to serve so that's the mood by which we all can go back to our basics of living i am not this body spirit soul earning knowing i am not this body spirit soul now to live i am not this body spirit soul being an additional character can we exhibit that so thank you so much grantarar shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhu pad ki jai nitai gaura premanande hari hari bol is there any questions or comments i'll be happy to respond Thank you so much, Dr. Nam, all the best for you, Prabhupada. 
Wonderful. No, uh, in the uh, song that you are mentioning, it asks, Bhakti Vinod Thakur asks question, nine stanza or eight stanza. Now, what is that song? It is called Kabe Habe Bolo. Kabe Habe Bolo, Say Dinamar. It's a beautiful song. It is there in kksongs.org. It's from the book Sharanagati, which Bhagavan has written with their songs. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you so much. Um, this is such a nice um, reminder again of the temporary nature of the body and the uh, eternal nature of the soul and what is that you rightly said that how we have to label the things and go forward. Thank you so much Prabhuji. Uh, devotees have any questions or comments? Please go ahead. Okay, it looks like the uh, 